Hello everyone and welcome back for some more freshly brewed drag tea. Today I have with me a stunning circus freak queen who graced our screens when she competed on season one of Canada's Drag Race. I'm super excited for you all to get to know her better and learn more about her amazing journey in drag. We'll of course be talking all things Drag Race and I'll be asking some of the amazing questions you all sent in. Please join me in welcoming the always entertaining Scarlett Bobo! Hello, how are we everybody? Hi, how are you? I'm so good. I'm tired from DragCon, but she's living and we're here. We're here and we're going to kill the ass. Yeah, so well, I ha- I had the pleasure of meeting you recently at DragCon, which was lovely. Um, yeah. How was it from your side? It was amazing from my side. I had such an amazing time. It was so cool. I got to meet so many amazing fans and the UK fans just hit different. You know, there's something about them that just really hits you harder. And I, yeah, it was it was just great. Everyone was in a good mood. I got to meet some of my favorite girls. I got to chew with all my sisters that I haven't seen in a long time. So it was amazing. How was your experience? Yeah, it was great. It was my first drag con, so I didn't really know what to like, expect necessarily. Um, but no, it was really fun. It was lovely getting around the queens and seeing everyone, meeting them in person like you and everything. It was really cool to actually meet the people that you really like like on tv and you admire their talent you see them in real life it was it was really cool yeah that's awesome <laughs> well so thank you for being here for this interview i know my audience was very excited to hear from you um i think oh, yay. you were very i think you were very popular on your season and people really loved you and sort of because you went so far and you did so well people i think you're one of those people that people always expect to pop up in an all-star sometimes <laughs> um uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so but I was wondering if we could sort of go back to the start a little bit and maybe if you could sort of just tell us about how, how you got involved in drag, how you got started in drag. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Ottawa originally and I started doing drag, oh my goodness, 2007 maybe, like a long time ago. Um, and I would go to drag shows and I was like, see, like kind of like, goofy drag and I didn't really understand what I was looking at. I was like 16 years old, 17 years old, sneaking into the gay bars in Toronto, or no, in Ottawa rather. Um, and then I saw this one Korean, Robin DeCradle, and she was so amazing. I think she was doing like Janet Jackson and she was just slaying and popping and splitting and I was like, oh my god, what is this? Is this also drag? And then I just kind of like tried it one day for Halloween me and my mom went out. I went out as a slutty nurse, as one does. It was their first time in drag on Halloween. Um, and I fell in love with it. And then and I started doing shows here and there. And then after the show started, I really, really, really just got right into it. And I was just doing, like, just doing it for fun. And then moving to Toronto, I realized, like, oh, I can make a living out of this. Like, this is something I can make a career out of. And the rest is history. Yeah, it, it very no, much really. Is. <laughs> um, yeah, so well, that, no, it's a really fun story, and it's very like that's. I think that's how a lot of people get started is sort of they test the waters a little bit, do a party, and then realize they like it. And then obviously you had a natural talent for entertaining, and that's why we all loved you. Um, so, where does your name come from then? My name comes from uh, Jeanette Bobo. She started the Bobo family. Um, I don't know, thirty-five years ago, forty years ago. 
she passed away right before I got on Drag Race, but she was kind of like all of our, all, like there's many Bobos out there. I think I'm just the only one that's still doing it really. Um, and the, yes, yeah, so there's, I've got lots of sisters and aunties and cousins and nieces, I think, I don't know. There's the drag family system is hilarious and confusing all at the same time. And um, yeah, so uh, her, last, her last name was Bobo. So I took it because it was a family name. And then Scarlett was just, I don't know, I like i like Red, I like Scarlett Johansson, kind of like Scarlett Letter. And then Scarlett seemed really sexy and sultry, and Bobo is like silly, clown, funny. So I kind of want, which is both very, my two personalities, stupid, sexy clown. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it kind of just worked out. Yeah, but, but I mean, it works, like you said, it's like the sexy part and then the clown part. Um, and one part, sort of talking about the clown part, you sort of described yourself on Drag Race as being like the clown, the drag clown and everything. <clears throat> My name is Garla Bobo, and I'm your favorite circus freak. <laughs> I feel like some people in the comments, in the in the questions for you kind of also mentioned that we didn't necessarily get to actually see that much of that side of you in a way. Like, So I think some people wondered, did you want to show more of that kind of circus freak energy but maybe it just didn't work in drag race or they wouldn't let you do stuff because i know you do quite a lot of like cool circus style entertainment stuff yeah i really wanted to show more of my circus background like i do aerial silks i swallowed fire in the show i was able to do my i've got like another little persona bobo the party clown and so i was able to show her off a little bit on episode three when i had oh I had my little, <laughs> that's actually funny that you said that because I'm literally wearing the shirt. Um, when I got to do like my kind of like little clown look, um, but I really wanted to showcase it more. And and I, the, I just, I don't know, I think the themes and the runways and just didn't fit in. And um, I wasn't allowed to do aerial silk. I wasn't allowed to do a few things. I was barely allowed to do my fire. I had to beg them, beg them, beg them to let me do my fire. So hopefully... When I'm on next, you'll see much more of Bobo the party clown. <laughs> yeah, because that's it's really interesting. Because I feel like when we think of clowns on, especially Canada's Drag Race, people maybe think of someone like Jimbo, but not necessarily you. Even though that's a really big part of your personality, and I think it was only when reading more about you and like when I was researching you, I then realized how much of this circus stuff you do that we didn't get to see on Drag Race. And I was like, oh, I, I wish you could have done that. That looked so like, I'm sure you'd so cool if you'd have done that. Yeah, like that's what I mean. And that's what I mean Jimbo got along so well because when Jimbo walked in the workroom, I was like, a clown. Everyone else was like, what's that? And I was like, my new best friend. Um, and me and Jimbo really got on because as soon as she started putting on, saw me putting on my clown face, she was like, wait, do you, like, are you a clown too? And, like, Jimbo's, like, clown in, like, the classic sense. Like, she went to clown school. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm kind of, like, the party clown, like, the circus freak. Like, so we we were different but similar. And, you know what I mean? Like, we the way we kind of clown around. Um, and, like, I'm more of, like, the kind of, like, like, little circus freak in the back of the circus tent kind of thing. You know what I mean? And, and she's, like, the juggler. And, like, you know... We're kind of like we're the yin and yang, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, you two definitely gave off really like kind of similar vibes in the sense that you both do clown, but in a different way. And I think yeah. 
Yeah, like we didn't get to necessarily see that much of you two interacting in like a, in that way. But it's fun to hear that you did have that kind of connection that maybe we didn't see. I know. I was surprised at that because we were, we got on so good. Like we became best friends on the show and we're still best friends now. And Jimbo is one of the best, to me, I would say one of the best things that ever happened from Dry Grace because she, like, I love that clown so damn much. Um, but yeah, you actually like watching it back, you don't actually see us interacting a whole lot. And and that's what it's funny doing the puppet challenge, like when she stuffed my cheeks and like she knew all my mannerisms and all my like gimmicks, so like all like how I am so well. And everyone was like, Oh yeah, how did she know like bubble that well? I guess they just didn't really show us interacting a lot on the show. I didn't really think about that. No, it's true. Um I, I guess they only can show so much, but it's interesting what they keep in and what they don't keep in. Yeah, um, I, I think it's because of me and Alona were like the sissies. So like they really like leaned into that kind of that kind of storyline. And Jimbo had her own storyline with with uh, with Jeffrey on her on her own. So <laughs> that took up most of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of I mean, with yeah, so talking about Drag Race, obviously, I think that's what my audience will know you best from is season one of Canada's Drag Race. Um, what did it feel like then when you found out that Drag Race was coming to Canada and I assume had you thought about auditioning before and so as soon as it was announced you were like I'm definitely doing that or were you hesitant? Yeah I always knew that I wanted to audition for Drag Race and I always knew it was something that was like the next step for me and and what I wanted to do Um, but it was weird though I remember I woke up in the morning and um, I was with my fiance in bed and my two friends like burst into my room and my mom was calling me and my grandmother was calling me and I'm like, what is going on? Like who died? Like who, like, what, what's happening? And, um, and uh, yeah, they were like, Oh my God, like drag race is coming to Canada. You have to audition. And right away I kind of like freaked out and I was like, Oh no, 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 I'm not, I can't do that. I can't do that. And then I was like, what am I talking about? I have to, I have to audition for this. I'm, I'm Scarlet Bobo. I, you know, I, I need to, I need to totally kill this. And um, yeah, and then, and then after that, it was just more excitement took over, and it became something that I really, really had to do, and I really wanted to do. And and um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. And I loved, I love to see how far it's going now. And and I love Canada vs. the World, and even shows like Call Me Mother, and I've got my own competition, Empire's Ball. Uh, which is a drag house competition. It's all like a live ice aspect to drag. Um, and it's just so cool to see how much is coming out of Canada for drag right now. Like there's so every, there's so many different drag elements coming out of Canada. And I love to see Canadian drag like on the rise and to have all eyes kind of like on Canada drag. It was kind of like when UK drag race came out and everybody was like wire focused on uk drag and and what it's about and what what uk's drag culture is like and i think that's kind of like how it was when when i was getting on canada all of a sudden everyone was like oh my god those queens in canada are pretty good (laughs) you know i loved season one i thought it was so cool and it was nice to see canada being represented in that way um when you did get on so what was it like then receiving the call and sort of walking into the workroom on that first day like how did that all feel thinking I am actually on the first season of Canada's Drag Race 
Um, it was very nerve wracking. Uh, when I got the call, I cried like a baby, of course. Um, I literally like held it in for my mom from like for like three hours, and she came over to my house, and I was like, "I got a drag race." <laughs> and, you know, she was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" And it was like this whole big cry fest, and you know, and the preparation was really hard. I got really sick during uh, preparing for the show. And um, actually, I was sick right up until episode one. I walked into that workroom like super, super, super sick. Um, and but I remember just being walking into that workroom and hearing the other girls like behind, beside me, and just thinking like, "Holy, shit, this is like day one drag. Like we're all on the same level. We're all on the same playing field. It doesn't matter what accomplishments you've done before." this moment it's 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 drag race it's a whole different game there's so much more to it than i could have ever imagined and so it was very very shocking and nerve-wracking especially that what sees that episode one sewing challenge i'm like of course it's a sewing challenge and i don't sew and i'm gonna go home Ugh. you know and it's kind of like a sink or swim moment where you're like well either i do it or i don't but then I'm, if I don't, I'm going home. So figure out how to do it kind of thing. And that's kind of like was my mentality the whole way through. And I wish that, yeah, I feel like I wish you got to see more of my personality on the show because I'm really funny. <laughs> but I was so like wire focused on the finale. And I was so like, I almost had like blinders on. And all I could see was the finish line. And so I feel like that almost bit me in the ass personality wise i guess like um because i was so like workhorse mode like i felt like i was in like pageant mode and i was like no one talk to me <laughs> i think yeah i think there's a few queens that i've seen on on different franchises that said the same thing that they got to the end but they didn't necessarily showcase much of their personality either because they were too focused or because the edit didn't give them the personality because maybe there were other people that had a more a storyline that fit that that what the drag race producers wanted so then yeah. they got yeah sidelined in terms of um obviously so you like you said you walked in and you saw the other queens and everything did you know any of the other queens from before oh yeah like like 80 percent of them <laughs> i was like hey girl hey girl he says oh he says oh hey girl <laughs> was there anyone that you didn't know at all um I didn't know Kine. I didn't know Jimbo. Uh, I didn't know Lemon. Um, I, yeah, I think I knew pretty much everybody else. I, it was really crazy. Like we, I, we, we all, because a lot of the girls are from Ontario, and um, and I've been around, um, you know, I've been around uh, Canada a lot. So I've met the girls. Like I've met all the Montreal girls, and I like I never met Kiki, but I knew who she was, and. So like I, I I knew a lot of the girls just from me traveling around Canada. Yeah, well I think definitely from that from what we saw, when you walked in, the others were like, Oh, like that's competition. Like people knew who you were. So who <laughs> <laughs> me? Uh... Little old me. <laughs> um <laughs> I was like, what did I do to my hair? I I, I was going like this, and I was like, I forgot the screen was opposite. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> um, 
So uh, in terms of your, speaking of kind of your relationship with the other girls, one thing that I always found quite interesting that they never really explained, so I'd love to sort of hear from you, was there was this storyline between, obviously you and Alona were like the sissies, you know, like you knew each other and there was that kind of element to it. But they also had this thing that you and Boa had some like tensions and there were a few arguments and things. So some of my audience actually asked what, like what is the relationship like between you two and what was the backstory? Because it it kind of they showed the arguments but never really showed why they you were arguing. What's going on with you? What's going on with us? I've been there for you this whole time, and I feel like every day you're just saying shady to me and just using me as target practice. And I don't know why you've just been coming at me. Yeah, Bo is like one of my best friends now, and but we we just had, we had a, a complicated uh, history. Like we were friends, and then we weren't friends, and then we weren't sure why we weren't friends. So we just like stayed not friends, and then we became friends again, and then we fought on the show, and then we were friends again, and then the show aired, and we watched our fights, and then we weren't friends again. Like so, it was just this like back and forth little like silliness, honestly. That like your typical local drag drama. You know what I mean? That we kind of just took with us onto the show. And we were just being little But like I said, like it's like a pressure cooker. And I've said this many times. And when you're like put into this kind of, into this role and into this environment, you're and being thrown like wrenches, you know, and then you're sleep deprived and you're cold and you're frustrated and you're stressed out. And then, you know, like one person like looks at you the wrong way and you're like, you know and so it was very much one of those situations (laughs) yeah it's it's i guess it's like you said it's a pressure cooker they want you to do something because it's dramatic and it's you know yeah um so uh, like you said so you're friends now but was there anything on the show like when you watched back that sort of disagreement were was there anything or any backs sort of background to that those arguments that they didn't show that you did discuss that maybe we took out in the edit um i don't know what were we even fighting about oh she tried she tripped me during the rehearsal and she said she did it but i know she did (laughs) um and i think that she was just comfortable with me and she i felt like i don't know if she was comfortable or she knew me the most and was like i was like an easy target but i felt like she kept kind of like nitpicking at me and i was i had zero patience the whole <laughs> the whole competition so i was just like ah! i was just i felt like a crazy person the whole time um and uh i think boa was just being boa and she just happened to be on the end of my crazy stick that day <laughs> what, what was it like then watching yourself back on on television did you do you agree with a lot of the stuff you did or do you look back on it and do you sort of cringe at watching it like some people do? Oh, no, I don't cringe at anything. I was fabulous. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there's a couple of times where I was like, uh, uh, that one, that matching our um, Rainbow Railroad episode where we, our makeover episode, I, those bodysuits were cringe as and I hated them so much. Um, it was a last minute thing that we forgot about while doing my package. And I was like, the night before, I was like, oh, we don't have the 
the the makeover outfits and my designer was like oh my god and like just like was grabbing like scrap fabric like you know and threw something together so that was i think like my most cringeworthy moment were those goddamn tanya harding you know figure skating looking body suits but thank god i had those two thousand dollar hendrix road leather jackets Hattie, or else i would have been going home that week <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I think actually I wouldn't have even noticed. Like I thought you looked good in that episode. I um, hated them. I hate it. And then I had that big yellow hair. And then so everyone thought it was lemon. And I was like, well, how was I supposed to know that this wearing all yellow is going to walk into the workroom? <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. You don't know how it's going to be once you get on the show. You can just go yeah. style. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So speaking of your style, though, so your fashion was always, I thought, really on point. You always looked really well put together. I think of all of the people, you were definitely, I can see why you got to the end, because you always looked very put together, very polished, very professional. Um, how, in terms of your style, and how how long did it take you to prepare for Drag Race? Or how long did you get, I suppose, to, to prepare for Drag Race? Um, and sort of, can you give us an idea about how much you spent not like an exact figure but are we talking sort of like a lot of money because you made it or did you make it yourself and you saved some money no i spent quite a bit like i spent all of my savings <laughs> and we were we were meant to move to amsterdam right before um right before i got on the show i was i say we're saving up all of our money me and my fiance and we were we he was getting his visa and we were literally out the door leaving canada going to Amsterdam probably like maybe in like two months and then we got the call that I was on Drag Race and I was like well I'm gonna need all of these savings and I'm gonna have to take them and put it towards this um but thankfully I have an incredible costume designer Jeff Christensen he's amazing he made all my outfits Helena Poison who is a an incredible incredible drag artist in Toronto she helped me design my entire package so I had a really good team of people just helping me out and kind of like keeping me focused and keeping me uh, in the, my lane because when I, I'm under pressure, I kind of like spiral the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm like, and I get all loopy and crazy and stressed out. And then I'm like, that's it, I'm gonna burn everything. So I was really excited that I had like a strong team with me to help get ready. And then, you know, a couple of days before my mom came over and she's like, she put everything in their bags. These, these earrings go with this hair and this goes with this outfit. And da, 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 da. My mom came over and organized like everything, vacuum sealed everything. It was hilarious. She's loving it so much. She was like, you're going into this so organized. So you're not going to be running around trying to find an earring when it's all in the same package. So I had everything like <laughs> organized because of my mom. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of your your mum, actually, so we are talking about your biological mother. You're not your like, drag mother. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, from what I've seen, she's like super supportive of you and really sort of yeah, she's your biggest sort of supporter. Um, one oh, yeah. thing I was going to mention actually was so a while back, I put a one of my fun facts on Instagram was that you are the only person who got to the top, like into the finale and only won their only challenge in the last episode. Like you're the only queen that's ever done that. So I put this little post up on my Instagram and your mother commented on it with all these other facts about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
she's so extra. She's so funny, though. Know? Like she love, like, she loves it. Like she thinks it's the coolest thing ever. She loves being Mama Bobo, and she is. She's just such a hoot, man. <laughs> she would do that. I didn't even know that, but she would do that. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> oh, but I think it's so sweet. And it's so lovely to hear that you've got such a supportive mother. I know a lot, obviously people on Drag Race before have spoken about their families not being supportive. So it's really lovely that you've got that, you know. Um, yeah. In terms of your outfits, do you have a favourite that you wore? Um, I think my favourite was my denim or my just because I really liked all that blue and yellow and I had my I had denim I even had denim Louboutins girl <laughs> okay um and I loved my pageant look because everybody was like oh Boba won't be able to do pageant she can't do pretty and I was like oh really and I was like <laughs> and I came out looking absolutely gorgeous and uh but I still kept it me I made sure no matter what, no matter what I was doing, even when, even when I did Celine, I wanted, I was looking at like more edgy Celine stuff. And I was like, no, I want to go soft. Like I want to, I want to look more soft, more just kind of more delicate because I wanted to show that I, I could do more than just like punk rock, Bobo, but still I wanted to make sure to keep it in theme with me. I didn't want to like back out of my theme. I didn't want to, I didn't want to sacrifice any bit of my myself in in just because they want me to do one thing doesn't mean I can't do what they want with what I want. <laughs> no, you you always had your style, like you said. You you were very punk rock and had you always had that element to it. But you also showed that you were versatile that you could do these glamorous looks while maintaining your style. And I think that's obviously what got you so far in the competition. Hell yeah, being a power verse, honey. Let's go. <laughs> um, in terms of, so obviously you were there for every challenge, so we can't go through every week, otherwise we'd be here forever. In terms of your run on Drag Race, obviously you never landed in the bottom ever. Um, you won one challenge, which was the last challenge, like I said, um, which was, I think it's the the only contestant that's ever done that. Um, was there a particular highlight of a challenge that, Either you found the hardest, but you still succeeded in it, or was there a challenge that maybe you thought you were going to do well in, but didn't? Um, I thought I was going to kill more of the acting challenges. Well, actually, I did. There was that one acting challenge that was really frustrating because they stuck me alone together, and and we had to like sing at the same time and do everything the same. Someone should... And we're like, how are we supposed to like show an individual personality while being like identical? And that was really hard, I think, for the both of us. Um, I really loved the rap battle challenge. Uh, that was my that was one of my favorite weeks. I really wanted to win that week. Um, but you know, Brianca was team captain, she deserved it. I was top two, I finally got my recognition. Um, but uh, I didn't realize how hard the choreography and everything would <laughs> for that would be. But you know, Hollywood Jane, ma'am, she really knows how to get you, girl. She, every time I saw her walking, or every time I saw her on the main stage, I was like, nope, I don't want to see her again because I know I'm going to be crying doing my choreography in the corner for the next ten hours. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I was really, I was actually really shocked with the design challenge when we, I was with Maison Boraga. 
me, Rita, and uh, Kiki. I was uh, really impressed with what I was able to put together uh, and what us as a team were able to put together. And obviously that last challenge, I can't believe I won a design challenge and I won the ball. You know, that was, that to me was really, really cool because I was at that point, like just fighting so, so, so hard for a win. And I, and I wanted to do something again, so different in that last episode and that last runway and it paid off. And it took Michelle Visage to come all the way from Drag Race US to Canada. So I finally won something. So thanks, Michelle. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's interesting that you say that uh, earlier you said like you don't really sew and everything because I'm because so, when you did your design challenge and you won and in, and also in the other one where you were in the Maison Bagger, like that that one, I actually thought you were a sewer. Like watching it, I was like, I thought you really were a designer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. I'm just a fraud. <laughs> I'm great at tricking people. <laughs> that's that's me. <laughs> Yeah, well, they say, what is it? If, you, if you've if you got it, flaunt it. If you don't, hide it or whatever. It's kind of, you've done that. So you've managed to sort of get your way through it. Even if you can't do it, you just do it so well that people are so blinded. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, look at this amazing piece. Even if it's garbage, like I will sell the shit out of it. That's the one thing I can do. I could sell my ass, honey, for sure. It could look like a paper bag, but I'm like, yeah. But it's a paper bag from Fifth Avenue, from Socks on Fifth. Like, look at this paper bag. It's gorgeous. <laughs> so it, you definitely you sold it one one challenge i think that i was kind of surprised because we hadn't necessarily seen that much like acting from from you we knew you were a clown but we didn't necessarily see that huge amount so snatch game i was quite surprised in a way because obviously you did liza which is like this big character that so other people have done and like i'm sure every drag performer has done a liza at some point but i thought you did actually such a good job and it was this isn't a read, but I was just like so surprised. I was like, oh, wow, she's actually really selling this. And I, I thought choosing Liza would not be a good option for anyone because it's quite hard to do. If you're not doing it really well, it's bad. Yeah. And and right away, they're like, well, Alexis Michelle won her, won her Snatch Game season as, as Liza. So already, like, you know, the pressure was on. And, and I was going to do Friend Dresher. And I had to watch, like, every episode of The Nanny um while getting ready for the show and um i had my i had everything down pat i had the voice down and then as soon as um the lights went on and the interview was starting with me i was like (laughs) like i just like totally froze and i couldn't i couldn't find like like the friend dresser and then i and i had amy winehouse with me but again like i i couldn't get the accent down which i had before and then Liza was like, Liza was my safety net, which I know I, I, she's like the one character that I know I do really well. And so I was like, I'm not going to chance, I'm not going to take a chance during Snatch Game. Like, you know, because as we've seen in my season and in a lot of other seasons, it, sometimes you can fall really flat in Snatch Game. And if you, if you fuck up Snatch Game, it, you're <laughs> So, I was like, you know what? This is the one week that I'm going to be okay with playing it safe because I didn't know what I was going to get myself into and I didn't know what Snatch Game was going to be like. So I was like, I'm going to go with something that I'm going to be comfortable with. Yeah. And I love doing Liza. She's so kooky and she's so weird and she's so funny. And Liza's like her, like a character in herself. So, you know, so it's, it, I love, I love doing my Liza. 
yeah, you did a really good job. You were really funny. And I thought you played well with the other people. Like you were very, you, you showed that you clearly have a good sense of humor. You can volley with people. So you did a really good job. Um, speaking of that, I suppose we, you, we've sort of touched on this before. We said you obviously, you won your last, your only challenge in the last episode and you were always safe. One of the only queens to have ever done that. Was there a challenge then that you thought you should have won that you didn't? Um, yeah, I totally thought I was going to win, uh, that damn denim week for sure. Because they were like, no, was it the denim? What was the challenge? Yeah, it was the denim. The denim week, I told, I totally, totally, totally thought I was going to win. I thought I did really good in that acting challenge with Alona and our, our infomotion, uh, no, the, the lock firm commercial. And they gave me like the best critiques on the runway and they and then they were like just kidding and then i think it was the week after where it was me and lemon in the top for the moose the little miss loose jaw pageant and they gave me the scarlet bobo this week da, 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 you were incredible and yeah you had a decision lemon you're the winner and that's when, i think that's when my jam face came out i was like <gasps> Because uh, they had really, like, built me up, and they were getting me going. They're like, oh, yeah, girl, you killed this. You were so good. You were amazing. And then they're like, just kidding. And I was like, Argh! I thought I got torn the walls down on that place. And Lemon, Lemon was like, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it, it's tough. Like, there were definitely a few challenges where I was like, I thought you were going to win, and you didn't. So... I, I did, uh, yeah, you were kind of like the Canadian jam. <laughs> totally, girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, without the boys, honey, without the boys. <laughs> did you did you then feel maybe slightly overlooked by the judges? Yeah, totally. And, and I felt like I was getting a very underdog storyline. And I was like, I have been doing this almost like, other than Rita and uh, Tainomi, I had been doing it the longest out of any of the girls. And... You know, I gave like I gave Priyanka like her, her start. I've I booked half the cast I'm working with. You know what I mean? I I did different shows, and so I was just frustrated with this like underdog storyline they were trying to give me. And I was like, "But I'm not an underdog. I used to be." And I just felt like it was very triggering because it felt like a lot of times in my drag, I have been overlooked, and I and people have been. Like, oh, she's too edgy and she's too punk rock and she's too, she wears short hair. She doesn't wear hip pads. She has too many tattoos. She, she's too loud. She's too this. You know what I mean? And so I felt like quite triggered because I was like, not again. Like I've made it all the way here after 12 years of doing drag and, you know, and then this is happening. So it was just, it was so frustrating to have that that storyline of my entire life carry on into drag race. And I think that's why I was getting, I was getting so frustrated near the end, but then I let all my frustration out on the finale episode. It's, t- it's true. So in the, speaking of the finale episodes, so obviously yeah, you got to the end, you had just come off a win. Um, so you obviously got down to the final three and there was the lip sync off and everything. And you were against uh, Rita and Priyanka. What did you think your chances of winning were? I think it was like, I think like whatever 
like three divided by three is or three divided like 33 point yeah 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 i think that i think that was the percentage that i thought i was gonna win because that last episode i remember we were all killing it and even when we did our you were well challenge i feel like it was the only episode that didn't feel like a competition anymore because we all were knew what we brought to the table the whole competition we all knew that we were equally fierce competition between all three of us and at that point we kind of figured it was anyone's game so let's just give them one hell of a show and honey we did that we did the damn thing no it's it's true and one thing i actually wanted to ask you about that was so um ilona burley who obviously was on your season she did an interview um with Joseph Shepard on in, on YouTube. And um, I thought it was quite interesting that she said something. She said that at the finale, because obviously all the eliminated queens were at the back of the stage, like they came back. She said that when you were doing the final lip sync for you three, the final three, she said that uh, pretty much everyone was shouting your name. So <laughs> she was really surprised that you didn't win. She said basically in the room, it was actually your win. So I was just wondering what your thoughts on that were. Um. You know, I'm not going to discredit Priyanka's win. Uh, she's done incredible things with her win, probably more than a lot of the winners of any Drag Race season, you know. Um, but that, that even Priyanka said that lip sync, I won that lip sync. You know what I mean? Like, I, because I had lip syncs all season, it was like the first time you really got to see me pop off. And, uh, and it was really funny. I, I, saw, I watched that lip sync back and I watched the um, You Are Well performance back a lot just because it makes you really happy. And it's so funny because all you hear is, is a lot of going, yeah, sissy, sissy, Scarlett, yeah. Like literally you can hear it over the music. <laughs> you can hear Alona screaming my name in the back and it makes you laugh all the time. It's so funny. Like, and you could just see her just, just, just like screaming at the top of her lungs, and just like, ah! like if you like look at her in the back, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you definitely killed the lip sync, and I, I guess it's difficult because do you judge it on just one lip sync or not? Because you had had such a great track record, but like you said, maybe yeah. your personality wasn't shown as much as Priyanka, even though she had been in the bottom twice. I feel like she was shown to have a bit more personality than you did at least in the edit not in real life but yeah yeah yeah. no totally and i i think i i know you know i think it d- depends on a lot of different things a lot of different factors whether they think it's you have the best personality whether they think you have the best track record what whether who's gonna take the crown further who's i don't know talk to the producers <laughs> that's the producer question <laughs> because i would like to know too <laughs> it's true i think looking at that final three i thought it was kind of for me like you said it was kind of i thought it was you all kind of had a, a good shot and i think priyanka i loved priyanka she was one of my favorites as well as you like, i really loved her she was she's so fun like i can see why she won in the, the sense that she has done so much with her title and she's great like representation and she's really funny but i think the lip sync, yeah, I, I did kind of think that you won that specific lip sync. So <laughs> thank you. That's what that's why I want to get on All Stars. So at least if I go home, I can have someone to blame. <laughs> 
I can actually have someone to hate for the rest of my life. No. <laughs> it's true. No, not. <laughs> yeah, it's but, true. I can be like, well, at least it's her fault. At least I can blame somebody. <laughs> well, no, it's true. Um, one, one thing actually, while we were talking about that, it kind of made me think as well. So um, Alona also said in that interview that um, during the uh, law commercial that you did, obviously you two were paired together. She said that she was surprised that the way it was edited in the end made YouTube Ace Key look a bit worse than it actually was, according to her. And she said that you were just as funny as like Priyanka and Lemon were and you were doing basically the same thing. But then when you watched back how they edited the infomercial, they had made yours look worse. So then that's why you got bad critique or like not as good critiques. Do, is that something that you would agree with? Yeah, I see. I Well, the only thing I disagree with is watching the commercial back, I think we did a really good job. <laughs> I think we killed it. I, like, I had Alona so hard with that book, and she, like, we spit in each other's faces. Like, she was, like, beating me up with that anvil. Like, she cleared the whole desk with me. We killed that challenge, girl. And, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the reasoning was because of that. And, um, but I think we, I think we killed that challenge. And, uh, and I think we had a really good like Sarah and Sarahson. We were the sissies. We like we like sissy separations, you know. And I thought I thought we did a really good job. And um, yeah, I think the critiques. She, I, I disagree with that because I got really good critiques and she got really bad critiques in that episode. And I didn't understand why because I think we were both equally like uh, meshing with each other really well. And we played off of each other really well. And they said that she was like really one note. But I was like, I, I definitely thought we were really intertwined. And and it was like just the right amount of chaos with, with like a funny script. And yeah, I thought we really killed that episode. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I was confused as well, if I'm honest, by... I I was confused that, like you said, you got good critiques and Alona got bad. And I was like, well, they both did the same. Like, they were both the same. And I thought, Yeah, I thought we were great. Yeah. Um, was Canada's Drag Race season one, the judging was quite heavily criticised after the show for some of the comments they made being quite harsh. And so there was some stuff, like, specifically about Alona that they, that you know, about her body and stuff. And, like, that all made quite a lot of headlines. However... When I see that booty and a little turnaround, a little full coverage foundation may have helped you out. Would did you agree that the judging was harsh or just a bit off? Like was was compared to maybe what you've seen in season two and three? Um, I guess so. Like what the what the stuff with the woman's body, like I just think like talking about someone's like real physical body without hip pads and everything, I just think like is a weird thing. I always that's the what's the one those are the ones critiques I never understood. Like if somebody wants to wear their own body or like wear a corset or not wear a corset or wear hip pads or not wear hip pads, I don't think it's something that's necessarily should be judged in a competition because that's like personal style. It's not, you know, like what you're going to critique me if I want to wear hip pads. Why do I, why are you going to force me to wear big foam, you know, pieces of couch on my hips if I don't feel like doing it myself? You know what I mean? I don't think that's something uh, that should ever be critiqued. Um, I don't, I don't know. I didn't get really get bad critiques most of my season. <laughs> so, I, so I don't think that, that it was super harsh. I also think like, look back at like old seasons of Drag Race, like 
seasons like three, four, five with like Santino Rice and Michelle Vazage, like they were mean. Like not like they weren't really, really mean. And so like I don't know. I think people just wanted to villainize um uh, you know, people wanted a villain and they got that villain from some of the judges and you know, um, I also saw it as like you're gonna get judged, you, you know what I mean? So I think um I don't know, you know, it's it's hard for me to say because I didn't really get a lot of really negative critiques, but I understand like Jimbo's because I think some of Jimbo's critiques were unfair. I think a lot of a lot of Jimbo's critiques were unfair. Um, I think a lot of Alona's critiques, you know, especially about her body, is you know unfair and unsolicited. You know what I mean? Like why? Like why are you gonna talk about my body? You know? You know what I mean? Like and like she looked hot as, and like before she went on the runway, like we were like slathering her ass up with like face and body, and like she looked. So yeah, I just think some. Some things could have been, you know, edited out or just like edited to make them not as harsh, I guess. Um, but like things when someone's going to call someone else out for wearing paper or, you know, gluing things to a corset, like, well, yeah, you're going to get called out on that, sis. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, like the old episodes of, of uh, the old seasons, like the original, the OG seasons, I guess, of, of Drag Race, like they were ruthless in their critiques they, yeah it, looking back on it i think they've definitely softened the u.s version as well and like maybe the canada yeah. kind of had the same thing that maybe it's just a learning curve and it, everyone's every season's gonna have teething issues especially at the beginning and this was the first season so you know it makes for good television but i i guess yeah my my thought is always like i hope it's not affecting the contestants and their mental health and stuff because that's that's the bit i i worry about yeah, 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 totally. And I'd love to ask, so the name of my channel is Drag Tea Serb. So I was wondering if you could serve me some drag tea and maybe tell me a moment that didn't get shown or something that happened backstage that was funny that you would like to share with us. There was a lot of, a lot of what you saw got caught on camera. There, well, the, uh, Bo, Bo, Bo was tripping me in the rehearsal, honey. The <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a bit so what rehearsal was that and what actually happened well Boa says so she didn't touch me but it was for the rap battle challenge and there was just a certain foot that was stuck out that wasn't stuck out when the cameras were rolling and you know I kind of wish that they would have got it on film because it was uh, it was a really funny moment because I got up and I like lost my on Boa, and so I'm pretty sure the producers were like, "Why did we get that on camera?" I think I think that was a really big moment, and then because then we talked about the moment a lot, but I don't. But um, it was out of context because people didn't know what we were talking about. Um, other than that, it was absolutely freezing. Um, we were so cold the entire time. Uh, there was one moment where we uh, Maison Borrega, uh, me, me, um, Rita, and Kiara we were wearing all the plastic and we had um, those little like shaker heat packs in our like panties and our bras. And then we realized uh, they got too hot and they started melting our plastic like onto us. And so then we had to like pull them all out of, of, of ourselves. And we were like, oh my God, we have to stay here so cold in this freezing cold hard plastic because every time we got near a heater or, or something, 
we would uh it was we it, our outfits would start like form like do, like forming in a funny way and like cracking and like melting on us so that was uh a little added challenge that you didn't see but we won that week so um it was all worth it <laughs> No, well, that's a, that's an interesting piece of tea then. Like I actually, so I interviewed um, Juicebox from your season quite recently and obviously she left on the first episode, but she said how cold it was. And on that first episode where she had her panic attack, she like had refused to take the blank off and she said that it was like solar vortex and they had like doors open because they were loading set pieces and there was just like wind galing, like a gale blowing through the, um, the workroom and all the main stage. So I can only understand why you would want heat pads on you yeah it was it was cold i never want to be that cold again well that's interesting t and then speaking of that i'd love to go on to my subscriber questions Um, yeah i had lots of questions for you um the first question isn't technically a question but they just said um this isn't a question but can you thank Scarlett for her verse in You Wear It Well that kitty cat meow 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 has lived rent free in my head for years that's so funny kitty cat kitty cat meow 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 <laughs> that's funny yeah well you're welcome <laughs> thank you well, I think you had that was it was a really good verse and I don't know about you, but we sort of spoke about the tripping um, with Boa, but I, one of the things I can never help get out of my head, even though you didn't say it, was when Boa in Herba said, Scarlet Bobo looks are a no no. No, no, that it will never go away. Scarlet Bobo looks are a no no, dressed like a clown and it showed in the promo. Try to say the runway, doing it my way. That nose gives me eggplant. Everybody yells me at me. Everybody, people have, like, when that came out, people, strangers were yelling it to be on the street like garlic bobo look turn on out i was like ah <laughs> even now people come up to me they go scarlet bobo looks right yes yes i'm like yeah thank you <laughs> and i always made fun of her because she goes looks like a clown and it showed in the promo but i was literally dressed like a clown in like in that <laughs> in that runway so i was like yeah thanks for uh giving me that little heads up <laughs> that little bump up <laughs> uh, with, with with that one so that was obviously the the rap battle did you know that that's what Boa was going to say in her verse? And were you like annoyed about that? Or did you think it was funny? Uh, I knew she was saying it in the rehearsals. So we heard it in the rehearsal. I thought, I was just like, well, if you're going to make fun of something, make fun of, you know, I don't know. I look good. So I was really mad because I was like, eh, it's not true. <laughs> I know it is it, not true. I think the reason it was it was just because it rhymes. It's like Scarlet Bobo looks or a no no. It was it was it was funny. Like like now <laughs> looking back at it, I told her I'm still I'm still planning on making merch out of it. <laughs> That's the way you get them back. Is that you take that and you like the success <laughs> is the best revenge. They say. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, another question that was someone suggested that I was actually going to ask you anyway, it, and it's it's slightly maybe not controversial, but slightly you know shady. One time in a Roscoe's viewing party, you talked about an experience uh, with season four winner Sharon Needles. And Uh you said there was like some kind of altercation with your mother and her, like getting pushed up against a wall by Sharon. And someone asked, can you like spill the tea about what what happened? 
Um, I had a really, really, really terrible experience with Sharon Needles. It was, there was an altercation with my mom, and I, I, yeah, she, like, pushed my mom up against the wall, and I, like, leaped at her. Like, I was so mad. I don't know if I want to really start more drama, but my mom just really wanted to meet her, and we were doing a show in Toronto, and so I... Uh, I was hosting the show and so I brought my mom upstairs and Sharon like put like came out of her dressing room and like pushed my mom up and my mom fell over and I went totally berserk because it's my mom and I love her and it was uh, it was dramatic and silly and drunk and uh, and, uh, yeah so I just don't really much like her anymore (laughs) which was unfortunate because we were really good friends Uh, well I was a really big fan of her Sorry, uh, prior to that incident, I will say. <laughs> so just to clarify, you are talking about your biological mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My mommy. Like drag mother. Because that Don't was the... F- with my mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, when I... When I when I saw that, and because I saw that in the Roscoe's viewing party, because I always watched them, and I thought that was such like interesting tea, and like, everyone was talking about it, and I, I thought that was so interesting... Um, do you when so out of curiosity, when you say things like that at these viewing parties, which I thought was actually really like interesting tea, by the way, um, do you get a lot of like backlash or kind of pushback from people? Like, do you ever regret saying stuff at like events and things? I don't know. Like, I forgot I told I totally forgot I said that at the Roscoe's viewing party, to be completely honest. <laughs> so, thanks for reminding me. No, I uh I I don't really get too much backlash because I, I don't really say anything with like malice and, and like ill intent. I don't ever, I'm not ever really like mean when I talk and, and I'm, and if I'm going to s- tell a story, it's going to be the honest one. And I don't know, like, it's just, I'm not one to just cause to cause shit. if I'm going to cause it's going to be because I'm hanging off something drunk at a bar, you know, at 3am. Like that's the kind of that I want to cause. <laughs> no, it's bad. like it, it was interesting tea, and like we don't. I think it was just. I, I think that you were perfectly within your right to tell the story, and also the way you reacted. Like if someone pushed my mum over, I would be really angry. Yeah, too. <laughs> I, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't unwarranted, was it? If someone pushed, yeah, someone yeah, I'll push you. <laughs> so, am I right in thinking that you and Sharon are like are not on good terms then? I don't know. I haven't talked to her in years. <laughs> she probably, she probably like Scarlet. Who? What? Like, you know. <laughs> so okay. So moving on to the next question. Um, this is a question that was came a lot. I'm sure you can probably guess. Would you ever do an All Stars season? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Especially knowing everything that I know now about Drag Race and about how like you know, kind of like the ins and outs work and whatnot. Yeah, and like put me on because. I'm I'm ready, girl. I'm 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 like I'm like I'm already, I'm I'm already like kicking my my heels in the dirt. Like let's party. <laughs> and the second part to that question was, um, if you would go on or stars, which you said you would, um, what challenge would you look forward to doing that you didn't get to do on your original season? Um, I would want to do a musical, really bad. Yeah, like I love the rap battle challenge, 
that every time I see a ruse call, I like, and the production that goes into it and all the different parts and the pieces, I wouldn't want to sing live. That's for sure. I would definitely not want to sing live, but like, you know, like the pre-recorded ruse calls and it's just such a production. It's all so fabulous. And it's, I just, and the ruse calls are always like the most iconic, you know, some of the most iconic episodes upwards towards snatch game and the puppet challenge and the ball. You know what I mean? Like other than that, it's like the ruse call. And so, that's the, I think that's the one thing that I really, really wish I got to do is that was cool. No, it, it, that is a cool challenge. I quite, I like the rusicals and it's, yeah. really, you said it really does. It's a huge production. It shows who can do, especially if it's live singing. I mean, that's tough, but it really <laughs> like one of the most difficult challenges that you can do. Yeah, totally. Um, the next question was someone asked, um, they said, what was it like getting judged by Brooklyn after having had a relationship with her for years, as in a friendship? Um, they said, Ilona mentioned on an interview with Joseph Shepard that after the season, Priyanka and Brooklyn were the only ones who had opportunities after the season. Is that true? Um, opportunities. How so? I think she means like work opportunities because like they were getting, I think Alona in her interview, because I've obviously, I watch all of the stuff. I think she was basically saying that your season, like a lot of the Queens on her season, your season weren't promoted very much by the club bookers and things like that, apart from Brooklyn and Priyanka. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the first part of that question? Sorry. First part was the, what was it like getting judged by Brooklyn? Oh yeah, um, like known her for a, like you've you have a like a, had a relationship. That was it was it was interesting. It took me it took me a minute to like wrap my head around because I've known I'd known her for a long time, um, but it, I had to get over the fact that like it's she's not being mean or critiqued as I'm not being critiqued as a friend. I'm being critiqued because she's in a position of being a judge and I'm in a position of being a contestant. So it took me a, a minute to kind of wrap my head around. I think I think Tainomi and Priyanka too because we all. The three of us, I think, had a, a close relationship with, with Brooklyn prior to the show. Like, I'd known Brooklyn for many, many years before Drag Race. So I think it was, uh, I think it was just, like, an interesting dynamic. And it was something that took me, like, a little while to get, wrap my head around. Like, don't be too offended because this isn't, like, this isn't, like, your friend saying something mean or, or critiquing. It's, it's this is their job and their role and I'm in my role and, you know, move forward with that. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting to kind of, uh, to wrap your head around my, wrap my head around for a little while, but, but then it was kind of like, this one thing that I was like, well, now I want to impress you even more. Like I want to really, really push myself to impress you more and, and show you how far I've come as, uh, as an entertainer kind of thing. Yeah. And to and the second part of the question was the bit about that Ilona had said that Priyanka and Brooklyn were the only people that were getting sort of promoted from the show. Like I've heard, I think season two of Canada as well said that they didn't think their season was being promoted very well. I was just like, so I think I guess they're asking, did you agree with that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like obviously, Brock is gonna get. A little more because she won um but like i will say work was hard for us to come across afterwards uh because we were all in covid and i felt it would have been nice to have like you know more sponsored things that were 
tied to us from the network or drag race but you know it was kind of like you kind of had to deal with the hand you were dealt really <laughs> yeah well, you know? so i suppose if we let's say let's change the question slightly would did you get as much promotion as you were expecting and do you think that drag race did help with your bookings ultimately I think so. Like, I think we got, I think we're like, we had billboards in the UK. We have billboards all over like Young and Dundas. We, you know, we, I, we were in Elle magazine with what Dua Lipa on the cover girl, you know? So I think there was a lot of, uh, a lot of, I think it definitely made us a big deal. Like I'm sitting in Amsterdam, you know, you know what I mean? Just got, just coming off of DragCon three years after my season and I'm still well booked. So it's, uh, it's it kind of just depends. Um, I think, but I also think it comes in waves too. You know what I mean? And and you know, like I feel like we're all very much booked more now. Uh, like Alona's all over the place. She's doing tons of wicked cool. Sh um, she was in Vogue magazine. You know what I mean? Like she's been killing it. Um, I just think it was. Uh, I think the timing because we were like the last season to film before COVID. I think the timing of everything was just really <laughs> like really, really shit. like, I, like we, like I remember when we heard of COVID and we were like, wait, what's going to happen with our season? Like, are we going to have to watch this from home? You know? And, and me and Alona barely got a viewing party. And I think we did like three of them together before, you know, everything went to, again so it was just uh yeah it was i think the timing was just really yeah it was definitely when i when i when covid happened obviously it was bad for everyone but one of the things in at least drag race i was i felt so bad for a lot of the queens that were on seasons that were affected by covid and still are affected because obviously drag race is this massive opportunity you don't get very often and so when you do get it, you want to do as much as you can, make the most amount of money, get the most amount of bookings. And if everywhere's shut, then it, it kind of sucks. But I'm glad to hear that you obviously you went to DragCon. You were so I, you know, you always had people at your your booth, ways people obviously know you. So I'm I'm glad that Drag Race has like changed your life, I guess, in that sense. Oh, for sure. It's, it's definitely it's definitely giving me a nice kick in the ass. <laughs> Um, someone asked, um, you've got many tattoos. Can you please tell us what the meaning of one of them is? The most beloved one, the most recent one, or the most painful one you choose? Um, my most beloved one is my tattoo of my mummy on my arm. And probably I uh, the one here, which is my best friend in the whole world that passed away. Her name is Lina. And me and my three best friends um, all got the same tattoo for her. Um, and my most painful, uh, probably under here, under my arm or my chest. I just got a, one on my chest, which is awful. And what was it? My beloved, my painful and... Beloved, most recent and painful. Oh, most recent was, oh, I got my, my daddy's girl tattoo for my new single. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a, what me and my... Uh, fiance got the matching ones because we were just uh in turkey high on painkillers getting our teeth done and we're like let's get as many tattoos as we can handle while on these paint beds and then um the daddy's girl music video just dropped so i was like oh my god let's get daddy's girl tattoos and we did <laughs> and everyone can go ahead and get them if they want they're really cute <laughs> 
no, it's nice to hear like you know, hearing the story about like that's you know a tribute to your friend and then your mother and stuff like that's you know like it's lovely you've got like that there's a meaning behind it and you know it, it's yeah a lot of my tattoos have really strong meaning behind them um and they're all like my little stories but then there's some that like are just completely random you know that i'm just like i want that one and but then those are still stories because i still remember where i got it you know what i was doing who i was with and you know so i think all my tattoos are, are my little stories and i picked them up all over the world which is nice like i get i get tattoos all, everywhere all over the world and um they're like my little it's like my body's like my little scrapbook <laughs> yeah is it it would, is there a tattoo? Is there an area of your body that you wouldn't get a tattoo on, or a type of tattoo that you would never get? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would get a tattoo pretty much anywhere of anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know, you see some people have it across like the face, and like obviously that's quite difficult to like. Oh know. yeah, maybe like I don't know because I get my, I get so much. I mean, I get so much good work done on my face. I I think. I like I definitely want more around my head. I think that was really cool. But I think like I maybe like this part of my face I wouldn't get done. Like anywhere else other than right here, I think I would get done. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'd love to get on to my quick fire round of questions. So it's Hell just yeah. five like silly questions. Some are drag related, some are not, but it's just sort of like quick fire first thing that comes to your mind. Cool. So, lipstick or lip gloss? Lipstick, for sure. Yes or no, pineapple on pizza? Absolutely, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Favourite emoji? Um, This one. <laughs> <laughs> um, cocktail or champagne? Cocktail. And can you summarize your drag race experience in one word? Chaotic. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been so lovely speaking to you. Um, if Thank people you. want to um, like hear more about you, like where can they find you? Like social media, and do you have any projects you want to talk about? Yeah, so you can find me on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, on Snapchat, and uh, what's the other one? TikTok at. It's ITS Scarlet Bobo. Um, you can go check out my link tree at It's Scarlet Bobo. And you can check out my brand new single and music video for Daddy's Girl. It just released and it's amazing. I'm working on my newest album with So Fierce Music and Velvet Code. So I'm very, very excited about that. I've got a track coming out with Landon Raleigh, DJ Frustra. I'm working on a tour with a very incredible good friend of mine, um michelle tracy who is a canadian icon so we're we're in the works on something really cool over there um possibly like with a band or something. <laughs> um so i'm really really excited to do that um i'm moving to la in april so i'm gonna be hitting the ground running over there doing a bunch of crazy shit. and uh yeah i'm getting ready for this big album release and I feel like I already should start preparing for uh, DragCon LA <laughs> because I'm like, let's prepare, let's start preparing now. So we're completely ready for this. Um, yeah, I've got a bunch of bunch of stuff going on. So keep touch in my social medias and um, follow me and go tell World of Wonder that you want to see me on a new season. Mm -hmm. 
We definitely would. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Like it was lovely hearing the answers to your questions and spilling some tea. And I really do hope we see you on All Stars because I would just love to see more of Scarlet Bobo because your looks are a yes, yes. Woo! Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so love much. You.